Hello friends and welcome to the dinner table. My name of course is Aislinn Campbell and with me as always is my compadre in life. What's your name again? Joe Hillier. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> You've had a couple cups of coffee this morning. It's, it's breakfast table talks this morning. We're doing it early in the morning. So there's been some interesting conversations recently about how the editing floor works for this podcast. Mm -hmm. This is me busting open the fourth wall okay. and talking about editing. And we do this thing where we record the podcast, we try to record it early in the week so that that gives you the time to get it edited yes. and then us the time to look at it together on Sunday, do some edits, then listen. Then we listen to it again kind of before it goes oh, yeah, to usually. the final floor. Yeah. But it seems like in the recent past, we've not been doing it exactly that way. So it's kind of more like being someone that goes and talks to the news station and then walks away and they put it together and, and it's really well, it's really not what you wanted to say at all. Right. And I've noticed that you've been doing a little more of that uh -oh. lately. Okay. And last week I was like, we had plenty of time to edit this We had podcast. a 30-minute segment last week that we just dropped because it never it did not come together it did and i actually mentioned that to someone today that the conversation that that i was having with a group on facebook was about what we talked about last week on the podcast but it didn't get off the editing floor right because it just didn't flow it didn't right. come out right and i would say don't take this wrong that you didn't come to the table with a fully formed thought and the spider web of the thoughts. I would say that we weren't in alignment in that moment. Could be, and but I so didn't, you weren't. Sometimes going I don't with know where you're going flow. to go, or sometimes you don't know where I'm going to go. And the help that I could give you to get there, I, I don't know how to help you <laughs> until we've already recorded it, and then it doesn't make sense to. You know what? That was the dress rehearsal. Let's say all of that again, and it'll be perfect. It's like no, I'm exhausted already. <laughs> exactly. Well, I brought this all up here in the intro, not because I wanted to talk about that necessarily, although it did come up recently. And I think it's fun to communicate to our audience that we're not scripted, but we, we do try to make editing easier and we do edit, of course. And so there are things that you don't hear that get left on the editing floor, just like anywhere else. But one of those things was that we talked about the intro segment because I hear myself every week and it kind of sounds real cheesy like hi everybody mm -hmm. welcome to the dinner table mm -hmm. I'm Aislinn Campbell mm -hmm. la, la, la. Right? you don't like it the way it comes out well I'm not in love with it and when you do it you edit yourself you're gonna say it 12 times until you get it right whereas I just say it and we go on with it uh -huh. and I'm like that was a terrible intro and then we talked about it last week and you left it on the editing floor and I was like that's not fair everyone needs to it, it hear that conversation good. it wasn't any good Ugh, I thought it was great mm-hmm we had disagreements about last week's editing because you left in things that I would have pulled out and I and pulled I out things I would have left say in. things 12 times but like here's an example of how it'll go yeah, so I picked up my phone and the thingy, I don't want to say thingy. So I picked up my phone and the operating system, mm -hmm. and you'll only hear the best one. Right. You'll say, it's me, Aislinn Campbell. <laughs> and then, so then I farted, or whatever. <laughs> and I'll, I don't have much to work with, but the farting part is important for the thing that's coming up. So I have to leave it, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I, what I don't want to do is get into a round two of recording where I bring to you a list of just sentences that I need you to say to make the whole thing make sense or vice versa. Yeah. One of our most recent fights was over. I came to the table on a Saturday morning like today and you said, keep the words minimal. <laughs> no unnecessary words. So speaking of all of that, Thursday on my way headed back home from the farm, we had somewhat intended to record the podcast that's mm -hmm. kind of how it works i call you you ready to record the podcast i'm headed home mm -hmm. you let and me this know week what has your... been especially difficult and we'll get to that in a second you let me know what your schedule is what you're dealing with what's going on whether we're going to be able to record or not so on thursday you were like yeah it's not going to happen today and i said hmm i'm about to drive through portland where my best friend lives and i don't have any reason to rush home so i'm going to drop by and visit I figure out that she's literally on her way out the door, but the girls that I've talked about from our Wimberley trip over mm -hmm. the episodes, they're kind of descending upon Jessica's house because all of a sudden this accidental sleepover is happening and everyone's like, oh no, you have to spend the night. You don't need any clothes. You have to spend the night. And I'm just sitting here going, "I, y'all, I'm an adult. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I have shit to do tomorrow and I need clothes and I've got this dog in my lap that I have with me and I, I have a life. I don't know. I, you know. I can't do this. No, no. You have nothing more important. Just stay the night. Stay the night. So then I text you. I say, well, I, I stopped by Jessica's on the way home. You're like, oh, good. Because you're always telling me. Because like, I'm like, I don't have any friends. I want to go swim in my new swimsuit in someone's pool. And you're like, go to Jessica's house. Go, go. You're often, go, yeah. go, go do. I don't go prohibit you friends. from doing anything you want to do. <laughs> no. Well, it wouldn't work anyway. It wouldn't work. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. Your response, as it always is, is, oh, good. I'm glad that you did. I said, she wants me to spend the night. And then I think I said, do you want to spend the night? I said, I don't know. And then the next question you said was, and this is good because I've actually told a few people this story. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Should, Should I, I be, be worried? worried? <laughs> Should I be worried that you're spending the night? And you said, huh? And I said, are you leaving me? Because <laughs> in every bad movie, no. I think I'm just going to go over to Jessica's for a while. In every bad movie of our <laughs> life, you mean? In You've every never done that one time. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've said to you, I'm going to Jessica's. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Have fun. If there was ever an issue, you would know where to find me. It would Whenever either be you... at the farm or at Jessica's. I just simply believe that as we grow up, we put ourselves in boxes where we're not allowed to have fun as often as we used to. And I think that some of that fun is 100% required. So a sleepover at your best friend's house. Like a little kid. Be like, you four years old or 40 I'm years old. I'm asking my mom. Can really be fun. <laughs> I said back to the girls, yeah, he's going to bring me clothes. Right. So I'm going to stay the night. What? You're going to stay the night? Yeah, my mom said yes. And then one of the other friends said, my mom said no. I got to go home <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> I'm about to call you about the clothes. And I think you texted me back. Just grab me an outfit. I was like, no, 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 no. We got to get it right. <laughs> And he's in the closet. I'm in I'm your like, closet, which is like a magical, mystical place that I never <laughs> go into. When I walk in the door, it looks like controlled chaos. Like, in other words, it's layers upon... It's like a, a Harry Potter closet, in a, in a way. Anything can happen in there. And I don't exactly know what's going on. Yeah, any of you men out there will understand this. We start down the road. He's like, do you need some pants? I'm like, um, I think my jeans I have on will work, will mm. work just fine. Okay, just grab me a shirt. Just something I'm going to be meeting up with my girlfriends in the no, morning no, no. for which something. One? Which one? Tell know? me which exact you, shirt. You pull one out. This long sleeve pink stripe thing. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Whatever. You know, I need some underwear. I need this. Where are the underwear? Okay. This. No, I know where the underwear okay. are. Most importantly, yes. I need my swimsuit. And you just bought a new swimsuit. I know. And I want to go to Jessica's house and swim to in the pool to show off my new swimsuit. And I knew exactly what the swimsuit looked like. I'm going to find the swimsuit. Where is the swimsuit? It's on top. <laughs> it's right there. It's like, right. it's in there. It's in that drawer where the swimsuits are, where you got the swimsuit that you got I, I me. eventually got a backup uh -huh. swimsuit for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that swimsuit wasn't in that thing. And I, I looked on top of the dresser and on top of this pile and on top of the, through your closet. There's no swimsuit. I know you recently bought the swimsuit. It can't be buried that deep. <laughs> Do you know what happens when a bunch of women say they want to hang out together? I've seen Thelma and Louise. No. Oh. All the men show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was invited. Listen, I don't know if I wasn't supposed to show up, but I did hang out and I did grab a little dinner. We absolutely. And I think that that's part of what happened was it like. Oh, I know what you're then, saying. I did it all... right. And none of the other men did because about an hour and a half later, it was about 930, 10 o'clock. I know I got to go to work tomorrow and honey, I'm pushing off. And uh -huh. I figured that's what all the guys were going to do. Leaving the girls behind to have their little sleepover. No. Nah. That's when y'all get down to pillow fights and the tickle party, <laughs> or right? Or just having some quiet in the hot tub where we can look up at the stars and not listen to anyone talking outside of a, a few quiet whispers of women just saying nice things to each other. Mm -hmm. So the men showed up, so it became a party. But one of the things you had texted me in the midst of this whole thing was, what do I need to do about dinner? Well, when Jessica's husband discovered that all of a sudden there was like people there to feed he's like me in that he's or like us in that he's he turns into host mode mm -hmm. so here is this crowd of people that grew up together we've known each other since we were like little kids in elementary school kind of thing chris has got a pork roast that he's been roasting all day accidentally doesn't even know that there's about to be a descendants although that's the thing about their house has he been roasting it or smoking it he smoked it. Yeah. It was smoked. Okay. That's the thing about Chris and Jessica's house is that there's at any moment in time, there could be a crowd of a people to feed. Yeah. yeah. And it got me thinking, 
you made pork roast last week. This week, completely coincidentally, I pulled a pork shoulder roast out of the freezer. And when you told me you pulled it out, what did I it, say? Stuck it in the fridge so that it could thaw, and then when I needed it, it would be ready. Uh-huh. You said, ooh, a pork roast. Uh-huh. And we've discussed how there are mixed reactions in the home to my beef roasts. The concept of roast, whether it be I just don't do roast pork roasts as often as beef roast is my point. Beef but roast yeah. or, yeah. Was mine first? I think yours was on Friday. I believe you're right. Yeah, yours yours was first, then, there, then, right. then I ate theirs. Right. He's a hunter. Yeah, so he had probably got, harvested a, that pork. Yeah, yeah, it was wild pork. Yeah. It was wild pork. And, and now it's the thing is that he gets real excited when I'm there because we're going to talk food. Mm-hmm. And he's got mm-hmm. meat that he knows I'll eat. And, and he gets yeah, real he excited about it. he knows your philosophies and mm-hmm. knows that y'all are in alignment. So he's in the kitchen and I kind of started hanging out with him in there as he was getting food ready. Pulling out tortillas so that we can make tacos. Because that's the... We live, we live in South Texas at a party. Tacos are probably going to well, be Well, and that's probably one of the things. Easiest way to feed people. They have taught me that concept of take some good roasted meat, wild game of whatever you have, often pork, get out your tortillas and whatever you have to spice them up and make a taco. You know, the idea that a taco can solve any problem and a large group of people, <laughs> right? A taco can solve any problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, actually. It can certainly I mean, solve malnourishment, Teresa... <laughs> but I don't know what it does. No, listen, here we are on I'm the beach. You. I'm with you. We're on the beach. We've got one motorhome, mm-hmm. one griddle, mm-hmm. a bunch of eggs, and mm-hmm. some chorizo. Mm-hmm. And Chris is feeding a whole party mm-hmm. of like whoever showed up overnight. Yeah. It's safe <laughs> to say that regionally, a event like a freeze or COVID, when the grocery stores go empty for a little while, that the sections that go empty regionally are going to be different. But in South Texas, I think that the tortilla section is going to be decimated at the grocery store faster than even like the loaf of bread section right next to it. We love our tacos down here. Well, and, and it's it not... goes back to that conversation that we always have about the brisket. Like, why do they have to limit Texans to brisket during a natural disaster? It's because we know all we got to right. do is Make cook sure a you've big got chunk fu- of meat Make and sure tortillas. that I have <laughs> access to the smoker outside. Make sure I've got the firewood enough to smoke and bring the biggest briskets you can because we can eat on these things for two weeks if we do it right. Yeah. So... The party is descending upon the kitchen, and he's grating cheese, and I walk in the room, and I hear him saying, yeah, I grate the cheese because you don't want to eat the wood chips or whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, we're talking podcast stuff now. Uh (laughs) So we literally, as a group, as a conversation, started talking about grated cheese and cellulose and not not so much even the the cellulose. Well, you're you're talking about buying pre-grated bags of cheese and how they fill those with mm-hmm. different items to keep them from getting moldy and coagulating. Mm-hmm. And that they just melt better and taste better. Right. So he's there grating his cheese it's better to grate in front cheese. of all the people. Mm-hmm. He's showing off his skills. It's so good. <laughs> that's, that's great. He learned something. Well, I don't know if he learned it from us. Or let's just say just that he did. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> the next time you make a pork roast and I go, yay, pork roast. Could we just have some delicious tacos made with the pork roast meat that you made? The main difference between Chris and myself when it comes to the preparation of the pot roast, besides his, you know, whatever he's doing to make it his own, is that he's smoking and I'm either like a roasted in the oven, an oven pot roast, or in the instant pot. I did this pork roast in the instant pot. I just don't think roasted meat... The six-hour process of smoking, of course... Is going to deliver a better product. Well, of course. Than the two methods that I'm choosing to use. Of course. But also the delivery method of how. Because if you think about it, and I said this the other night when we were sitting down to eat that pot Uh roast. Pot roast became the easy to make. I can put it in the roaster all day. I throw some potatoes in the boiler or or roast some potatoes in there, whatever. Uh And then I'm going to throw a salad or whatever on your plate. It's an easy three compartment meal. You got your meat, potatoes, salad or greens, whatever you're going to eat. I understand. Your starch, your meat, your vegetables. But there's a reason why all across eternity, people didn't like roasting that whole meal. Like people don't like that meal. Uh It's because it's not a great meal. Okay. I just disagree with you on that. That's because someone in your lifetime made a good roast. I know. I'm saying that I disagree with you, you, so you have to immediately talk. I'm saying that (laughs) there are roasts that you can order at a restaurant or that you can have at home that suck. And then there are roasts that are just 
delicious. I don't think Chris's meat was more flavorful than mine. I don't think that Chris's meat was moister or or less moist than mine. It definitely you're was talking more ro- about, moist. You're talking he about he had like dripping. Like he cut his. I meat had drippings. Up. I just made gravy with it. He cut his meat up mm-hmm. and then he put the drippings. He soaked the meat in the dripping. Understood. Understood. And then he served it up in a taco style. You're talking about like delivery. De gallo you're talking about how tacos really and... do solve all of life's problems. Yes. Do that next time. It's one thing. That's that, the only jaunt I had. Do that next time. Partisan politics can agree on tacos. <laughs> Nations at war can should be able to agree on tacos. If everyone made, if everyone ate a taco together, there would be no division in our country or in the world. I don't. I agree. It's fun because that's one thing that I love about uh, my relationship with Chris, which is separate from my relationship with Jessica. He brought over a big old bag of seeds. A huge, like, like almost as if you were buying um, feed for the chickens, but seeds, yeah, grass seeds, uh-huh. specifically meant to grow grass in their one acre pasture in the back back there for mm-hmm. Daisy May, the horse. Right. And he brought it over to me and he's like, well, what do you think about this? And how do you think I should do this? And whatever, blah, 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 blah. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I've learned. And da, 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 da. He's got Aislinn Campbell there. <laughs> and y'all are really good friends. Yeah. So he knows he's about to get a whole bunch of consulting for free. And the vice versa. Tell he's me about teaching these. teaching me about, yeah, yeah that's same great. thing. Same yeah. thing. I love them. Well, you're mentioning a good point. Like the best friends are the ones that have things in common where when we come together we're not only just laughing and pulling each other's fingers but we're picking each other's brains oh yeah and that's certainly every time we go over there i learn something yeah pretty much everybody that was in that room grew up in the country except you Mm -hmm. everybody else there is from the rural parts Mm -hmm. of texas Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. And so we all have that kind of strength. Like even the way we learn to behave, the way we grew up. Oh, and I nudged you. I, I elbowed you because I was sitting between you and an old friend, Casey, uh-huh. right? And I pointed toward Casey. I go, remember that story about the car getting keyed? Yeah, you told it here. On the podcast. Right, yeah. about when you got into a fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I happened in Casey's front yard in that house he just <laughs> mentioned just now because he was telling a story about the house he grew up in yeah. out on the farm all yeah. his life, uh-huh. you know? Me and the girls had a quick little conversation about our trip to Wimberley and that I've been going on that trip for 15 years and just kind of the evolution of who was accepted for the long haul yeah, and who fell off really fast because they didn't fit our group and didn't it didn't work. There's been conversations of the births, the deaths, the divorces, all of the things. I mean, literally, if you if you think about 15 years of relationships with somebody just in your adult lifetime, 15 years of a relationship is I've got a 16-year-old daughter. I've been through a divorce. I'm in a completely different relationship. Just as mom showed up at one point in this whole thing before you got there. Mm-hmm. And it's so good to get Michelle talking when Jessica's not there because Jessica tampers her you know she's her mom i tamper you you tamper me i'm sure we talk differently when we're not around uh-huh the other so when michelle's around. there she's telling us all the old stories from the 70s you know all those old stories about her bikinis and <laughs> michelle had actually after she left michelle is jessica's mom she called back and said hand the phone to aislin and she goes i just wanted to tell you that i loved your first husband and i love your second husband too <laughs> Wait a second. We're not married. We're not married. Who the hell are we talking about? Exactly. (laughs) And I think y'all were up till like one, two in the morning. I went to bed at one o'clock after being in the hot tub. I was like, "Um, y'all are still talking too much. This is way too loud. (laughs) The first thing you told me, I'm going to paraphrase now. I'm getting too old for this shit. (laughs) That's the truth, y'all. I mean, and it's not like... It's not like we were partying so hard. I want you to understand that we're, we're all old, but... It's that, like, at 10.30 at night, I was already halfway sure. falling asleep. at 10.30 at night in this home, you're asleep no matter where you have decided to light. Yeah. Usually so on the couch. Halfway falling asleep at 10.30 at night anyways in the midst of a group of people. I might as well just go home at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so. But you'd committed and you stayed. And I went to open up my drawer this morning mm-hmm. to get my clothes out, yeah. you know, get dressed for the morning. The drawer where the swimsuits live and yeah. my underwear live I, and all I, that. I rifled through it looking for that new swimsuit. <laughs> And I looked down in the drawer. I just looked right in the drawer and I literally laughed out loud. I was like, hey, you know that swimsuit you were looking for? And I, I knew, I knew in the, in the other right room, here. I knew what you were about to tell me. I was like, no, it's not. Show me. And there it was right on top. 
right on top. Right in front of me. Well, and I often I say to it. people, like I literally, I say to you, I say to everyone else, and I think it's part of the reason why we we tend to argue so much. Well, part of the reason why we tend to argue so much is because it's so easy to argue because we've got we, the social you mean media. Humankind? Yes, I the social you. media just makes it easy for us to argue. Now, just like kind of back and forth, like without having any like it's what you're uh, accountabil- to do on accountability media. for it. Stupid. But in a simple situation just like that, you saw proof. That while someone is looking right at something, they don't see what you see. Right. And I do this all the time when I'm like, I can't find my keys. 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 But one of the things that I've done for myself is I've begun to know there they are there. I know my keys are there in that spot. Why can't I see it? So I walk away, I take a deep breath, I go do something else, and then I come right back a few minutes later, and it's literally right there, as if it magically disappeared and then came back again. As if there's a Toy Story thing going on when you leave the Uh room and they're they're messing Uh with you. So y'all just think about that out there, okay? It's an interesting group to be a part of. You talk about, you know, the whole Sesame Street thing. One of these things just doesn't belong. But when I'm in a room... As the one person, like in this case, where I'm an outsider, but you guys have known each other since elementary school, I'm going to probably be quiet. And I have been more quiet in that setting than is normal for me. Well, in those particular settings, in the groups I've been in lately, Mm -hmm. like all the groups I've been in, you have to be quiet because otherwise, I mean, because there's certain people that just won't stop talking. Sure. No matter who starts talking. That's a, okay, so another (laughs) way to say that would be that the room we were in at that sleepover before I left and went Mm -hmm. home is a group of big, loud. At one point, I literally said really loud. All six people are talking all at the same time right now. I I saw that happening. (laughs) Everyone had an opinion, a great opinion. And each of them individually would have been worthy of a great conversation starter. But everyone was just, it was like the Tower of Babel. (laughs) And you and I just started laughing. But that night I just said, you know what? I'm coming out. I'm going to just say some crazy things that I would normally say. I'm coming out. Exactly. And I'm also very comfortable there. You yes, know, of course. Jessica, they love you. I, Jessica and I can have these little side conversations. I mean, even Jessica's mom loves you now. <laughs> right. And so huh, I made it. So I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was like the evolutionary process of humans coming together to solve some kind of problem in the past. I go, you know, I've been giving that a lot of thought. How we as a society are so divided right now, but there are still problems that we need to come together to solve. So while we do this stupid social media bickering. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Coming together to find collective unifying notions. Because those those are there. And I said, and through life, no matter what society was bickering about, they had to evolve and find solutions to things going back to early, early man. Mm -hmm. And the one that's really been on my mind lately is getting human waste away from the collective and into like a place over there. Mm-hmm. And everyone, <laughs> I, do, I do these things on purpose in conversations like this, where everyone goes, huh? Or what's he talking and then, about? And then goes, well, yeah, how did Native Americans mm-hmm. learn that this stuff that's coming out of us mm-hmm. can make us sick? So it needs to happen over there. And then how has that evolved into... Well, it didn't become a problem until we started getting on top of each other. And then I looked around the room and said, because humans love to all be in the same spaces together. We congregate. Even those of us that like to live in more rural spaces, we still all come together in one spot all together where we all have to excrement, whatever, excrement. Last (laughs) week it was fecal, excrement. How, can we just say shit where we all have to shit? Kind of like how tacos solve all problems. They do. You know what else we all have in common? We all have to take a shit. Unanswered questions. Last week I described the septic system and how it breaks down human waste. Mm-hmm. And you asked, now tell me how that compares to the municipal wastewater system. Yeah, because when we all get together as humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> we I des- make a big old mess. I described the uh, intake last week. 
I went to a wastewater facility. I walked into the intake. That was the big paddle wheel churning through just the raw material coming in. And the job of that paddle wheel is to remove solids. Keeping in mind that the end goal is to reintroduce the leftovers of this process back into usually some kind of natural body of water. And where we live, it's done into the river that is nearby. Mm -hmm. After everything is cleaned out as best as it's going to be, it's reintroduced into uh, the river. This is an hour-long conversation that I just don't want to have. <laughs> it is a step-by-step-by-step-by-step procedure. It could be 20 steps, depending on where you live. It could be even more. But with each step, as the mess goes through the process, it's getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. They'll skim fat and oil off of the surface. Stuff that's gotten down into the drains that you know shouldn't we don't want to be there. Now, remember how I told you last week that the septic system is a one two-step process and the way that it's done is they've introduced anaerobic bacteria into the septic tank and that's what's breaking everything down they do introduce that same that's thing into ask. the wastewater system they also introduce chlorine and you know other things mm -hmm. along the way to further refine it down to like i said a place that it can be where it can be reintroduced into a natural body of water why haven't they come up with systems like this for the runoff drains that run the same kind of stuff directly into our water I always get so frustrated with our systems for many reasons, but because our systems evolve so slowly, our systems we don't, have solutions yeah. to problems that we don't use because our systems are too big mm -hmm. to evolve at the rate of our mind's ability to solve the problem. It's because, in our city anyway, the system of just the drains in front of our homes, the curbs and gutters going down into the storm drains and then just basically through a series of tubes out into our bay, made more sense when there were, a, I'm making this number up, 20,000 people that lived here. Right. But when now that f almost half a million people live here and we're using that same system, the infrastructure required to probably do exactly what you're mm -hmm. talking about. Catches, keeping solids out of our bay, like styrofoam cups, mm -hmm. and then getting down into keeping chemicals out of our bay, which is critical keeping for a tourist. fecal matter out of our right. bay. That would be an expensive like, proposition to do. Not and we natural get, fecal matter. And we get used to the old... Old things that work when we don't want to spend money to fix them. Your mom just bought a new, I don't know how much Roombas cost, but that Roomba sure does damn look cool. It might not even be a Roomba. It might be a different brand, but it's the one that no, does the mopping. Has, she has the, oh no, she There's, got a new one. Yeah. But the old systems, a bucket of water, a mop, and you know, whatever you use to mop, and then your broom and your dustpan, and it takes longer. It's more effort. And it might even be inferior, but we decide not to do that because we don't want to spend the money. And that's with the exact same thing with the, with the city municipal system to solve some problems with our storm drain I system. I, yeah, I don't. I, I think it has more to do with the humans' ability, inability to like make decisions anymore because there's too many of us fighting with each other. Because the cost of infrastructure advancements goes down with each the new one she bought cost a fraction of the price sure. of the original oh, one no. she bought when it first came out. And think about it when you've talked about this before. The VHS players, uh -huh. the original beta players, whatever the yeah. amount that it costs, right. like, only the very wealthy people had that. Yeah. But I mean, if we talk about but three okay, years go, later, they were half back the price. to London in the original days of human population creating cities, and we're just throwing our shit out the window Literally. onto the street. Yeah. The shit's running down the street into the water system. The infrastructure and is a gully, sick. a sewage drainage system out in plain view. Well, we and, basically and have that now. Yeah. yeah, we basically have that now with how many people are living in city populations and the way we treat our land on our own property. Mm -hmm. Right out into the, the bay, our sewage, basically. So I'm not going to sit here and go step by step. What are the 25 steps that it takes to get from raw sewage to being able to release? I'm not going to do that today. Good, because I don't care that much. <laughs> so that's someone else's problem to solve. Back in episode 24 of season two, we talked about tandoori chicken. Yes, we did. Special recipe from a friend. Friend's mom, yeah. All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about afterwards was, of course, my criticism of every meal, because I do that, good, bad, or indifferent. I try not to be ugly about it, but I definitely criticize and give my opinion. And I'm not a fan of white meat. So I suggested, hey, let's do this with dark meat let's yeah. do this with dark meat yeah. and you said oh i could do it with wings and i said yeah uh -huh. let's do that now, i'm excited about that savannah's mom's best friend did send me over that tandoori chicken spice mixture recipe i'll repeat it two teaspoons of garam masala two teaspoons of crushed red chili powder a half teaspoon of pepper two teaspoons of coriander 
one teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of turmeric, two teaspoons of dried, not say the word for me again, fenugreek, fenugreek? I don't know. Leaves. Fenugreek? All right. That was the mixture that arrived to my home, and I was to mix it with a cup of yogurt, two tablespoons of fresh lemon juice, and three tablespoons of oil. Mm-hmm. Back in 2.24, I marinated that overnight, the chicken in that mixture, mm-hmm. and just baked it or grilled it. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That's what the But episode. it was a boneless, skinless, white chicken breast. Big chunk of white chicken meat. Mm-hmm. Now, when I do chicken wings, I bake the chicken wings with that have just been kind of tossed in salt and pepper, garlic powder, and a little bit of oil. Mm-hmm. I toss all that together in a big bowl. I dump them out onto a baking sheet, and I put them in the oven for 45 minutes. I flip them one time, 400-degree oven. Mm-hmm. Then the cooked chicken comes out mm-hmm. in a separate large bowl. I have put my hot wing sauce, some melted butter, Mm -hmm. a little bit of honey, and I toss it. Mm -hmm. Just like you see them doing at Hooters or any wing place, you know. Um, Not that I would know anything about Hooters. (laughs) When I was a kid, we went to Hooters, and I remember there was a guy in the... (laughs) There's still Hooters in town. (laughs) I don't know. I don't go out to eat, so... (laughs) The joke with my daughter, when just she and I are going to go out to eat, you're spending the night somewhere, (laughs) is uh, we could go to Hooters. And one time she goes, okay, let's go to Hooters. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I really don't want to go to Hooters. And I think she did just to shut me down. Like, this joke is getting old, and uh-huh. I'm going to kill it right now uh-huh. by saying, take me to Hooters. Uh-huh. And in the past, I've experimented with different wing sauces. But to me, and when I go out and get wings, which is never, I would always just get their original buffalo wing sauce. That's just my favorite one. Mm-hmm. This time, I decided to do tandoori chicken sauce. It was the same mixture that I just described. So you cooked it. I added the honey. I added the melted butter. Uh Uh-huh. And now I take my wings, just like I had, and I dump them in this and toss them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They weren't marinated overnight. It wasn't white meat. It was chicken Uh wings. Uh Uh-huh. And we served that with a beautiful salad of all your stuff Mm -hmm. that you're bringing to the table. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know how at every single wing store, Mm -hmm. like the side, Mm -hmm. and I guess it's like, here's your big pile of meat. But we can't just do that. So what are the two cheapest vegetables that we can buy bulk? That'll be good in the ranch that we already gave them to ranch do. Ranch or blue, blue cheese, cheese, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, if you've ever been to a wing joint, celery sticks and carrot sticks. We mm-hmm. had that in the house. So I was like, let me just throw that on the side too. Mm-hmm. How With were the, your how, homemade ranch dressing. How were the wings? They were excellent. It was fantastic. I was like, are there more? I mm-hmm. want more. Mm-hmm. Just more. And then I ate it cold the next day out of the fridge. Uh-huh. Nom, 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 nom. Uh-huh. And I said, forever, this is our tandoori chicken. Yeah. Because you actually didn't have enough wings to feed everybody. So you just threw in a couple of, what do you call it? Leg quarters. Leg quarters. Yeah. Too. So the, that we the had. The thigh and the, and the leg. Mm-hmm. Too bad our little friends that were tasting all the new things that were a little bit picky but are willing to try it weren't here to taste the tandoori chicken wings. That would be a fun one The next to time do. chicken wings are available at the farmer's market, I'm probably going to do a big, big purchase. Yes. So that I can stock them in the freezer. What I would be curious to know is what our friend Nate has to say about this, because I think you should try this recipe out, Nate, but I know you've got a recipe that you stand by and maybe oh, we wings? could try. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, he's got a thing. Nate, Eat we wings. know you're listening. We want you to email us or text us your wing recipe and we want you to try this tandoori chicken recipe and give us your feedback on it. Yeah. It's been a weird week. Aren't they all since February of 2020? Well, the hits keep on coming. (laughs) My week, from the last episode to this one, my week has been filled with my mom being admitted into the hospital. She's been there for a full week today. And that's her story to tell, not mine. It's not a life or death thing. And the first thing about this whole situation is that the COVID protocol is any patient can have one visitor their entire duration. In other Mm -hmm. words... I'm late for work and you wanted to go visit my mom, but my name is on the list as the visitor. I can't transfer that to you. Mm -hmm. So one person. Mm -hmm. And in my mom's life, I would be that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to do the job. But it's a higher level of time responsibility. Mm -hmm. Coupled with the fact that my daughter's still in the one-act play competition and they won their first round. Mm -hmm. And they're having nightly practices. And my daughter goes to high school across town. My daughter goes to high school through the construction that's happening at every single major intersection in our town at the very exact same time. There is no easy path. There is no way to get from my house during rush hour traffic to get her to the practice in less than 45 to 50 minutes. It can't happen. Which, for those of you that live in really big metropolitan cities, we understand that that's nothing. 
But there's a reason we live where we live. And I disagree part with of you. it is because... I disagree with you. That is nothing when it comes to the commute of school. You've built that into your day. But then do a second full commute at dinner time. By the time I've been at the hospital all day, while trying to get work done, having to leave in order to get my daughter to play practice, deciding whether or not I drive all the way home and then drive all the way back. Dinner time has been difficult this week. <laughs> so last night when I said, I ain't cooking, you knew exactly where I was coming from. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. And because of that, it's got me thinking, it's got us both thinking about, and you know, and I often think about this, I think because I'm a mom, and because there's all the years that I've been doing the work with food access and understanding, you know, that there's moms out there in the world that are trying their hardest to, to do the best that they can, all, all people, it's not just about moms, it's just as a mom, I think about it as a mom. I'm trying to get my kids to all of the activities they want to be involved in. I'm still trying to run my life and keep my house clean and do all the things I need to do with that. I'm still trying to have a job or a full-time side business or whatever. And I'm trying to feed my children, my family, the healthiest food that I can possibly, possibly feed them. And I'm trying to take care of myself. And, and, and the list just goes on and on. And the convenience factor is real sure. where we are. Sure. It, I, I said for years about the nonprofit food access work that I was doing that the biggest problem we have to face, we are competing with a convenience machine. Yeah. This country is geared because that's what we wanted. That's where we moved yep. for decades was towards more convenience. Even what you were saying about the Roomba, the idea that the Roomba is here for our convenience to solve our problems so we don't have to do yada, yada, yada yeah, But work. the main difference there is that the Roomba isn't unhealthy, except for the calories you're not burning by sweeping the floor. Well, this gets me into the conversation of us having to begin to make decisions because everything can't be meshanized. No, I mean, I had to we're say- We're not, I, we are not machines. Right, if I had Humans to, are not machines. If I kept to the idea that I would make dinner last night, I'm getting home at eight- Mm -hmm. And doing a two-hour thing, the way we do it. Mm -hmm. And I love doing that. That's the thing is I love that activity. Mm -hmm. But not every night. Now, what's the quickest way to get some food? What's the most convenient way for us to get food? Do you know what's even more convenient as far as timing than putting in an order, driving over to a restaurant to get something healthy, the cleanest meats are ordering find. a $60 pizza. <laughs> well, no, that is easier, but it's going to the fast food place uh -huh. because they've got drive through down to a science. Uh, oh, yeah. They're trying yeah. to get you in and out of there on purpose, not just for your own convenience, but just for turnover of the, the drive through lanes. I can't make very much money at a dollar a thing of French fries if I don't sell a lot of things of French fries. Do you know how I sell even more of those French fries? I don't even have one lane. Now I've got two lanes. And eventually it'll be three lanes, I, I do believe. It eventually will be three lanes as we move toward doing all of that even more often than we do. Not we, you and I, but we. So I didn't want to do that. Well, I like the drive through pickup system that we've begun creating during this last year. Oh, sure. Some because of the... I sit in my house yeah. with my fresh vegetables that I just harvested from my backyard and someone orders them for me and I put them on my porch and they drive by and pick it up. It's kind of fast food. Yeah, there's a problem <laughs> with the $60 pizza, though, in that system. <laughs> In the midst of that conversation last week where we talked about the cost of the food and I can make it better and cheaper in my own home. We have to start thinking about the expense of how often you eat out, mm -hmm. especially when you eat the way we eat. Right. So the idea that you're going to have to have affordable, convenient access to food is real. And we, we recognize that. And so I suggested Freebirds, which is our... One of our Texas burrito places. It's a Texas-based chain. Well, it's interesting because technically, technically, it started in California oh, by right? a Texan. Ah, uh, okay. I follow you. The Texan was an Aggie, uh -huh. Texas A&M University, where my boys go to school. Whoop. He said, so college, I like this so much. Let me bring it to Texas. He's the first Texas one yeah. was in was in College Station. I'm at their website because I want to do a little thing with you. It says Freebirds, Texas number one burrito. That's their branding. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I assumed that it was from Texas. It, it is, but it isn't. Okay. I mean, it is. It's a it was born by a Texan, which and if you think about it, like California makes or breaks ideas real fast. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, and if you've been to a Chipotle, it's the same kind of situation. Uh, you go, you I've go through. I've been to a Chipotle. It is not the same type of situation. Well, Take your can, Chipotle and go somewhere else. If I could finish my thought, <laughs> you do a cafeteria line as you build yeah. your burrito from yeah. left to right or right yeah. to left. So then my daughter's play practice, she sends me a text. We're ending an hour and a half later than I thought you were. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you want me to go pick that up and bring it back home? And you're like, no, because you're trying to avoid driving. I said, mm-hmm. let me do it. Let me get it delivered. Mm-hmm. So we do this thing where I sit at the computer to put the order in mm-hmm. and you're over in a chair. And mm-hmm. I say, all right, maybe I'm going to build a burrito. I thought it might be fun for us to build burritos this morning and see what is in your burrito. Okay. Okay. It starts with meat. Steak, seasoned chicken, white meat chicken, slow roasted pork, beyond meat. This is the plant-based meat that's taking the nation by storm. Vegetarian protein, which they're calling guacamole. I chose the vegetarian protein, guacamole. What did I choose? I have no idea what you chose. This is a guessing fun game. You probably chose beef. I did. Yeah. Okay. Because you still eat that stuff. (laughs) Although their stuff is better. I don't know where they're getting it from, but it is grass-fed beef. Your next choice is a tortilla, but you elected out of that. Yeah, I don't do the tortillas at all. I don't do wheat at all anymore. Right. I don't so, even play with it. In fact, I opened a delicious beer last night. I was like, you want one sip of this, No, right? thank you. I can't. Makes me all sick. Right. I'll drink the whole thing myself. Thank you. So that means that I go into another subcategory of salad bottoms. Yeah, you got a salad. And you asked me, uh-huh. do you want the spring mix uh-huh. or the iceberg? And yeah. I said, can I have both? And what did you think of that? It was good. All you had was spring mix. They did not allow me. To choose to, to do half and half. There's oh, that's a special just instructions you were doing it online. But there's a special instructions thing at the bottom uh-huh. to where I was going to say, we would like half spring mix, half iceberg lettuce. And you didn't? You forgot? No. <laughs> Every time I pushed order or add this to my cart, it said you, you have exceeded the 45 characters that you can write in special instructions. Well, that's what I was going to say. I... No, I hadn't. Hold on, hold on. No, I hadn't. No? To the point where I'm like, (laughs) one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm at 29. Let me edit my eloquent prose. (laughs) Now you're discussing my issues with machination. Mm -hmm. And now you're discussing the reason why I believe in direct consumer sales. I want to be able to speak to a person... How, oh, yeah. Even you're if losing I want it, right. you're, you're losing that. No, I want to be able Get to speak yourself. to a person. Okay. So you got lettuce. I got either a flour or spicy cayenne tortilla. Which one do you think I chose? You got cayenne. You're very smart. I'm it, very smart. Next up is rice. Spanish rice, cilantro lime rice, or cauliflower rice. We eat cauliflower rice in our home all of the time. What did I end up with? Well, you wanted cilantro, lime rice, and cauliflower rice. I wanted both, yeah. You wanted half I want to make. Half. I want it to be the most complicated order that could exist. Sure. You're, you're Sally <laughs> from me. When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> you got cilantro, lime, rice. I got to make the executive decision, and I chose that you. that's the rice that you that's would get. That's probably why my stomach hurt when I went to bed last night. I didn't ask for you to get cilantro, but you said you <laughs> wanted it. Okay, now we're moving into the beans, Cat. Oh, what did I get? You got Spanish rice. I got cilantro, lime, rice. Yeah. Now we're moving into the beans. Black beans, whole pinto beans, or refried beans? I choose black beans. I don't know what you choose because I know you don't really like beans. So I, if I had to guess, I probably would guess that you get black beans. There's a fourth thing, no beans. Did you choose no beans? No beans. Really? Why are you gonna... And then the question is, well, how do you call it a burrito? Because it's not a burrito without beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra meat? No, I don't want that. Cheese. Mine's not a burrito either, by the way. Mine's a salad. Cheddar. A taco salad. Cheddar Jack mix. Can you call it a taco salad if it doesn't have any taco shell or taco nacho yes, anything in it? Yes, because you altered it once you got it home. It's true. I did. I made nachos when it got home. Cheese. Cheddar Jack <laughs> mix or no cheese? I got cheese. I always get cheese. You got to the Cheddar Jack mix. Did I get mm-hmm. cheese? Yes. Okay. Now you can... You're right. Now you can make it yours. Uh-huh. These are yes or no questions. Uh-huh. Sauteed peppers and onions. I think I said no. You said no. What you did said I say? Yeah, you said yes. I did say yes. Because you have a burrito and I have a salad. That's yes, different. I did say yes. Mm-hmm. Potatoes. Potatoes? It's an extra dollar fifty for potatoes. I don't want potatoes. You but didn't... also, you didn't ask me for if I wanted potatoes. Grilled night. corn salsa. No, I skipped that. Although I would eat it if I was eating a lot of corn, but I'm trying not to. Pico de gallo. Uh, double that. Did you they did, give me double? You did double? not get double that. See, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell there was too much rice. I could tell. I saved the conversation for this moment. I could tell there was too much rice I swear and to not God, enough vegetables. In under 45 characters, I wrote double the pico de gallo. Okay, next time when you do a takeout order from them. You got to call. Call them. Ugh. Yeah, call them. But you did get pico de gallo. Cilantro, extra cilantro. 
I did not do that because I asked for extra pica de gallo. Diced jalapenos? No. White onion? No, don't eat any Shredded of that. lettuce? Yes. No. No. You didn't ask me that question because I had a salad and they weren't going to put more lettuce Roasted on my Roasted garlic? Yes, yes. Always. Garlic yeah. is the answer. Yes. Now here come the sauces. Everything on the side. You didn't say that you wanted every single sauce. In fact, you said you wanted three sauces. You well, wanted most. the creamy jalapeno sauce on the side, the mm-hmm. mild tomatillo sauce, not to be confused in some way by dressings. Right, exactly. That's I, I got all confused. I was like, what? Well, that was the I'm salad so, thing. See, that uh-huh. was because you got a salad. Yeah. You got dressings that did yeah. not come as an option with the burrito. Yeah. I would have been better off to just have like all the sauces because that's what I like. I ordered Savannah something for her to have after she got home for play practice. The entire bill, including delivery, the delivery charge, mm-hmm. and the tip, mm-hmm. 50 bucks. For three people. For three people uh-huh. as opposed to your $60 uh-huh. pizza which was only as expensive as it was because of that, that cauliflower crust. And they've got a stupid pricing system when it comes to delivery. Or... I will tell you, this I've been out. eating at $50 Freebirds. for all three of us to eat that food was great. Loved it. I've been eating at Freebirds for two decades. And even through all of the different diet changes I've been through, Freebirds has always been one of the fast food places that I was willing to eat because they were always adapting to and allowing for the idea that we've got people that are trying to eat yes. higher quality ingredients. Yes. We've got people that are trying to make vegetarian choices. Yes. And I've, uh, that's one of the reasons why they're a steady for me. You also ordered an order me. of queso. Always. If yeah. they've got queso, I want some. Right. So when you got it home to turn the convenience into something that really makes it ours. Mine was easy. I ate a burrito. Of course you did. You're easy. I'm not so easy. It's what it is. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, it, no, that's fine. I'm okay if you're easy and I'm not so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been getting from Trader Joe's some of the best tortilla chips I've ever eaten in my life. That are grain-free? That are grain-free. Ah. They're using cassava and something else. Uh-huh. I don't know. And it's a, it's, I think it's Trader Joe's brand. They're crispy. They're the one, you know, like when you go to a good Mexican food restaurant, they have a really good crispy tortilla chips. They're on for the your thinner side salt. usually. Kind of a little thinner, yeah. but real crunchy and crispy. Freebird's chips, I will tell you, that did show they up are. are great. They are. Yeah. So it's that kind of... So I took my special Trader Joe's grain-free chips and made nachos mm-hmm. because nachos are at the top of my list. Yeah. Like crawfish, nachos... Indian food, it's all up there. So your design was to get a salad in the house and then convert it into a kind of a homemade nacho plate. Yes. With your queso and your yes. the beans and the pico de gallo and all the things. That's my science in life is yeah. turn everything into it. See, tacos are great, but nachos are better. Just saying. That's my opinion. Some of the conversations we've been having about preparing your pantry and just preparing for the need for convenience is just as important to me. If we're constantly eating convenience crap food all the time and then just every once in a while preparing a nice family-style homemade meal from scratch, or maybe not even from scratch, maybe from a bunch of different convenient boxes, and it's then we're not giving ourselves the ability to have those moments of health where we live a healthy lifestyle, but we are prepared for the need for convenience when life gets crazy mm-hmm. or when... We have a catastrophic event that we have to manage. There's a preparation element to it too. I mean, I think about having fresh herbs, a little fresh herb garden in your backyard or on your front porch. There is a convenience element to it because once you set it up and get it growing, for the most part, it's not going to die. Herbs are really, really resilient. That means that no matter what day of the week you decide to make some amazing meal, that calls for a special herb that's going to cost you a ridiculous amount of money from the grocery store that you then have to go to the grocery store to pick up all the ingredients you need, you can walk out to your backyard and trim off some of that herb and bring it inside. There's a convenience element to that too. And I think that that's a part of like the idea that we, for our own wellness, prepare for the need for affordable, convenient access to food. I just appreciate you not putting up too big of a fight when on a couple times this week, it was like, babe, it's just not happening. I, I'm stretched too much. You know, it's been 
Well, honestly, that, that pork roast dinner meal made me say he's too tired to be cooking right now because this is not this is good. The shit he's got to turn out. And I feel oh, bad because I'm sitting here with this huge plate of food and all this stuff, and I'm like, this nothing on this plate tastes good. Now listen, I'm a very sensitive man. You already said that whenever you critique the meals, you're not going to get ugly. So why don't we just move on, wrap the episode up with a little thing we call table topics. You're going to ask me a question, and I have no idea what you're about to ask me. All right. This is one that should be pretty easy for us to answer. Have you ever parked in a handicapped spot without a sticker? In my long life, yes. Surely. Once, right? Especially when I was a kid and was stupid and, you know, didn't think about anybody except myself. You parked in a spot? I remember when I broke my collarbone at a ski trip in college when I got back to school... The orthopedic doctor said, hey, with your arm in a sling, will you be driving? I said, yeah. Well, maybe I should give you a handicap placard Mm -hmm. while you're recovering. Mm -hmm. I thought thought to myself, that's a little extreme, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's this great VIP, you know, situation. And you're... Especially when you're in college, trying to find college parking spaces. Right. And he (laughs) gave it to me for a period of time that exceeded the amount of time that I was even recovering from the break. Right? Uh Uh-huh. And I remember running into the grocery store and parking there and Uh running to the store. And when I came back to my car, someone had left a note on my car. And I had a law school placard on my license plate. Uh And the letter was like, I would expect more from a law student, blah, 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 blah. And at that point, it was like, okay, I'm not going to do that ever again. And even without the placard, let's just respect the idea of what the handicap spot is all about. Yeah, I don't have a great story to tell about this one. I don't think I have. uh, If I do, it's in like some massive random soccer field parking lot where there's nobody there anyway. Mm -hmm. You're a rule follower. No, no. That's what I was about to say. I'm a rule breaker. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I am like when it comes a to traffic self-proclaimed... Stuff, you don't screw around, though. No, when it comes to traffic stuff, that's because I have motor vehicle trauma. Okay. <laughs> if we all follow the rules and kind of stay in the flow, then we're going to cause less wrecks and that kind of thing. I don't know. I think some of them are just rules that we've like gotten used to. And then if it's a new rule that gets put on me then I'm more likely to, like, push back from it. Like, I can't imagine myself being somebody that didn't wear a seatbelt or put my children in a seatbelt. You're rambling. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Do you want to... Do you I don't know fart? if there's anything else to say. <laughs> See you next week. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> the truth y'all well thank you so much for listening to another episode of dinner table talks we will be back next monday with a fresh episode in the meantime hit us up on social media send us an email dm us whatever we want to hear from you and we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you <laughs>